Oh, and just before we start, just a heads up, the lights have flickered a couple of times. If I disappear, it's a power cut. So good evening everyone and welcome to another uh, night of discussion of Blood Bowl. Welcome to episode 121 of Anything But A One. And as we all know, 121 is both a star number, a centred tetrahedral number and a centred octagonal number as well. But I don't need to tell you that. You're all smart people. You all know this. Who else do we have with us tonight? Uh, you've got Nascob, I'm back. And you've got Dan Landrover, I'm forward. And sadly, we don't have a 12-man tonight. Uh, he's off in L- Lustria, isn't he? Somewhere hot and sweaty. Uh, I, I was going to say, yeah, he's Steamy. Uh, somewhere in the Southlands, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, the okay. Border Princes, something like that. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll return unharmed should we decide we want to pay the ransom. But we shall see. That, that, now, that, I'm gonna, that's starting this episode with a real moral dilemma. There, do we pay? Well, the, I mean, do we pay the twenty p ransom or not? I know it's a do tough we, decision. I mean, you know, it's 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 a big call. So I'd, I'd like to shed something, a little bit more light on that particular subject, because I, I have a bone to pick with his definition of the most disturbing Thomas the Tank Engine episode. Go on. So this is this is me resurrecting something from a couple of episodes ago, which so I missed. You're, you're picking a bone with a bloke who's not here. That yeah, we're, de- we're debating whether or not we pay, we stump up the twenty p for him. Look, okay. I have spent a long time today in the company of model railways, so I feel qualified to speak on this. Okay, okay. I mean, te- technically that sounds quite sad and nerdy, but I think we all know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, my, my my son's birthday party involved a. Village Hall full of Thomas the Tank Engine. There's no other way of putting it. It's just an entire track that fills the Village Hall. It was great. But hang on a second. You showed us. Now, wait a minute. You're, ooh, I want a bone with a bit with you, young man. Yeah. You showed us an entire plate of Mr. Men cupcakes. Yeah. So well, what do you do Thomas when you have a tank five-year-old in. who that's wants Thomas Frozen? the Tank Engine, is it? No, he wants Thomas the Tank Engine and Frozen and Mr. Men. Blimey. That is an unholy trio. Okay. <laughs> it's quite Absolutely. a combo, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, several episodes ago, the subject of Thomas the Tank Engine came up, and Alex waxed lyrical on what he described as the most disturbing episode. He was wrong. Okay, go on. There is an episode slash book of Thomas the Tank Engine in which uh, Percy gets a new coat of paint. Sorry, Henry gets a new coat of paint. Wrong one. Henry gets a new coat Henry of paint. Henry was oh. red. No, no. No, no. Henry, was Henry green. red or green? Henry green. Was green. James, James yeah. was red. Now, now, Henry was so proud of his coat of paint that he didn't want to go out in the rain. So when the rain was coming, <laughs> he, was he stopped up. in the tunnel. Yes, he was bricked up in the tunnel. And then he was bricked up in the tunnel as punishment. Yeah. Now, I on, on a tangent there, I... I agree that that is fairly horrific although probably not as much as the trains without faces but okay Uh, it's pretty terrifying literally you've got the workman doing it and all of his friends are going backwards and forwards it is he's just sat there looking out and eventually it goes dark it is fairly horrific um 
on a slight tangent to that, my my nephew is also obsessed with Thomas Tank Engine, so uh, my brother-in-law has now become quite the expert on it, and he insists that apparently uh, it shows it's a pro steam anti-diesel bias. Uh, in Thomas Tank Engine. Oh, so much, <laughs> so much, and the the, the episode with the, the, there's a there's a book about Bertie the bus, and he is yeah. stupid. Yeah, and and it's all about oh he's going to do the bus, and 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 then it's like the narrator turning to camera, but everyone knew that buses would never work. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> like, there's, like, like there's trains a... are doing any better right now. Well, um, maybe maybe trains on the island of Sodor, Mike. I'm going to ask you. To you say. are correct. Yep. yep. Uh, are, good, are different. Good yeah. Cle- clearly, probably still in the public um, domain. Uh, still publicly backed. And, and properly well. properly funded. Yeah, probably not privatised. So that'd be why. That's and even poli- if they that's were got political pretty quickly. Yeah. If they, even if they were privatised, I'm pretty sure that Sir Toppingham Hat would have looked after the situation. That is that is true. He hasn't had to hand his knighthood back in disgrace yet, so <laughs> he definitely has not. And I don't think he's the sort of man that would need to. This is true. I mean, he rules. He rules Sodor with an iron fist. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely true. Indeed. So uh, f- for more Thomas Tank Engine chat, tune in next time. I'm sure Alex will have a rebuttal about an even more nightmarish <laughs> episode of Thomas Tank Engine. And I'd, if I'd like are, to say there aren't any others, but to be honest, the whole thing is pretty terrifying. It is. I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, I'm. I'm Ooh. sure there will be some overseas listeners who are going, "What the fuck are these lunatics on about?" But yeah, isn't that the normal approach to most of our stuff? I mean, Google is your Google is your friend. Look it up. You'll have minutes of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, in t- in time minutes. I think. I mean, they did. Um, again, did they not do a? Very terrible Thomas the Tank Engine and the Magic Railroad, uh, like big screen or film. I do think. Do you know who was in it? No, but I think. Am I right in thinking Alec Baldwin was the narrator for it in America? Alec Baldwin was not only the narrator, but I believe he also played Sir Toppingham Hat. Oh, well, there we go. You can, is... you can you can rely on the Yanks to to wreck just about everything. That is not. Oh dear Lord, really? Apparently so. Yeah. So. I don't yeah. think he's the one I would have selected myself, but you know, he's a he's an A-lister. He got involved. He obviously he liked shot his some, job. He shot somebody recently, didn't he? Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. I, 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 I... <laughs> Well, I don't think it's allegedly. I think no, he definitely he did, actually did shoot, shoot somebody. Someone. It's whether or not the armor yes. was at fault yeah. or he was. I think. I think it's whether or not it was accidental. Hmm. I think. I think there's still things pending there. So yeah. I think. I think there are several things pending there. Yeah. I think ultimately it is what we sh- what I think most people describe as an unfortunate accident. It's a horrendous um, accident. Yeah. yeah. But uh, when insurance companies get involved, there usually has to be blame. This is also true. Yes. Welcome to America. Well, to be honest, welcome to the UK. Same thing here. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so away from the serious world of politics and Thomas Tank and Jin, uh, let's move on to Blood Bowl news. So what? We, got, we have. What? A, so I, wait, I know. you mean you mean Blood Bowl politics? Blood Bowl politics. Yeah. Well, Ooh, we could dive straight in there, couldn't we? Let's. I was going to say, let's dive straight into Blood Bowl politics. Um, so a great deal of things have been going on with the NAF. So I think in our last 
episode we actually i think it was actually the deadline day for voting uh, yeah we were we were elections. we were recording about about three hours prior to the, Correct, the close of yes voting. um so the naf presidential elections are over um the naf treasurer elections have just opened i believe just opened when i voted when i voted a grand total of 21 people had voted can you name the candidates yes no. Go for it, because I can name Candidates. two off the top of my head. I can do uh, Georgiou and Melifaxis, and the third one is escaping me just now. So that is Georgie Christo, yep. who is uh, from Australia. Uh, mm-hmm. There is... Oh, that's not fair. I have voted, and now it doesn't show me. No, who uh, who my candidates are? That's really really unhelpful. I've just gone to there for reference, and I can't. Uh, so there will be a brief pause while I go and find my. There we go. So we have Melifaxis, we have George Cristo, and we have Olvidar, who is Spanish. Um, is, is is Spain looking to wrap everything up here? To be fair, we've, you, we've, the UK we've got wrapped the everything up got... for a long time. Sorry, the UK wrapped everything up for a very long time. No, no, I'm just saying this, this time round. That's all. Because we've got the president who's Spanish, haven't we? We got the VP. Who else has vote, voted in. Was that the VP who voted as well? Uh, so uh, I don't believe that the vice president is an elected post, uh, but po- uh, it's, an, it's an appointed one. What, looking at what's the Hugo? Website. Hugo is he's the vice. He's president, the vice yeah. president. The V. Okay, so there you go. Um, and now we've got the a, a Spaniard also running for the treasurer as well. Yes. I don't think I, I don't see a major issue with it. I mean, uh, you know, they they put in yeah. a sterling sterling effort with uh, the World Cup there. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've got that going on. So yeah, going back to the presidential election. Um, mm. So Shirakov uh, was the elected winner uh, by quite a number of votes. I. How much depth do we want to go into in terms of the kind of policies, or do we want to just sort of leave it for people to go out and find themselves? I think I think it's worth mentioning briefly. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. In which case, so. it, have either of you got those up in front of you? <laughs> okay. So the why, why is it all on us, Matt? Why is it all probably on the us? easiest way to review this is just to say that he had a view that the NAF should be more active. Uh, He felt that uh, it was perfectly acceptable for the NAF to be its own thing, for it to run its own rule sets, to bring back the Bretonians. I believe that was actually a campaign promise. Yep, it was, yeah. And uh, there are also some things around making all attendees of all NAF tournaments have them mandated to be NAF members, so you could not be a non-member and attend. Yeah. This has, I think it's probably fair to say, there are some people who are a little bit concerned by this. Yeah. Um, because there are, because it's a lot of change. It's a lot of change. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Any any particular thoughts? I think, um, I think it's fair to say the social media reaction was, oh my God, the sky is falling down. Um, certainly from some people. That's, that's a good description. It was quite vocal it it was yeah um i'm personally not in that camp i'm in the i didn't vote for him um i disagree with some of his policies but also 
it's a committee so let's let's see what they come up with effectively yeah so that last bit is probably my key thing which is that no one has absolute power it is a yeah. committee people will come to a decision between them yes um and i will i will say obviously um dreams creator as uh, appointed as vice president he is well mm-hmm. known to many of us Bristolians, only Bristolian, although technically Spanish. Um, but yeah, he is well known to us. Um, yeah, we will obviously, at some point, I'm sure we will look to see whether we can uh, get one of them on to have a little chat with us, um, as we quite often do for things like this. So hmm. I think it's it's probably more at this point, A, watch this space. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, kind of see what happens. Like I said, I think there was a certain amount of hysteria um, about it, but it's like, yeah, it's it's a committee process. Let, let's see what they do. And more to the point, let's have a chat with them and see what their plans are. So Yeah, yeah. And, and ultimately the other thing is, you know, if, if as a tournament organiser you want to run things in a different way, you can run things in a different way. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's quite hard to, for people to enforce things when it's your tournament exactly that yes yeah um so yeah i think that's fair enough um which brings us slightly clunkily on to another matter which has come up with enough uh which has again been subject to a certain amount of i don't know controversy i think probably um which is the use of ai art um which i think has actually been used in the last couple of math updates um and there's been a little, well, a little bit, a fair bit of pushback on that uh, recently. Bless you, Mike. <laughs> um, there's been a fair bit of pushback on that recently. So uh, the NAF have reached out, effectively, as I understand it, have reached out and basically said, can anyone draw? Would anyone like to draw for us so we don't have to use AI? Is my understanding of it. I can't, so I didn't pay a massive amount of attention. Yes. But as I, as I understand uh, it, basically... whatever whatever you can do is going to be streets ahead of what I can produce, I'm afraid. Yeah, exactly. So um... I can offer to paint some models, and that's about as far as I'll go. Yeah, look, um, I'm going to weigh in here and say I, I've i known um, and a, a guy who's done work for GW and, and uh, the NAF previously, uh, Christian Schwager. Mm. Um, from Germany. I met him when we were both living over in New Zealand. And, you know, on a personal level, I want to see him thrive. I want to see him paid for the work. I don't want to just say, oh, <laughs> chat GBT, make me some art, click. Oh, that's that's effective, isn't it? You know, I, I want to see artists properly rewarded for the work that they do, and I want it to go to humans, please. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I do... I will say that obviously the NAF is a volunteer organisation, so I do mm-hmm. kind of understand why they might have gone. Oh, you know, we just need to get these updates done. Let's just, you know, what what's the quickest and easiest way of doing it? I do also salute the fact that they've obviously gone. Oh, actually, people don't like this. Um, let's let's reach out and see who is artistically minded in the community who could do stuff for us in the future. I think both of those are fair comments. Yeah, I, I I would talk, but to be honest, you said everything that I think I would say. Yeah, I think I think it's fair to say our our sort of the the viewers of a pod us as a podcast is probably support artists. Pretty much that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I don't so, think it's probably, mate. It, it is absolutely. 
Excellent. There we go. That's settled. So now if you can take that away. <laughs> Problem <laughs> solved. Honest, I, I, I think why that don't they that get a... in touch with us and we can sort this shit out for them? Yeah, really? I, I actually think this is a good, good example of them having listened to the community and yeah. gone, you know what? I think you're probably right. Maybe we didn't get that right to begin with, but we can now change how we're working going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that. My, I, I think my, my creed occur, as it were, was why didn't they give us a ring before they made that decision? Well, that's fair. Obviously, we should be consulted on all matters all of the time. Yeah. Well, I oh, do... Speak I, for yourself. I haven't quite got that much free time, but, you know, I'll, I'll, give, it, I'll give it a nudge. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> as long as they yeah. can give me three answers, they don't, they don't mind hearing a good and a bad and an intermediate. I'm happy. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, yeah. So I think that's, as Mike said, you know, an, an issue was made. They've reached out. Fair enough. Can't really argue mm-hmm. with that. So, yeah. Um, again, I suppose we'll just see how it goes into effect. So, yeah. One, again, it's a, probably a more watch this space for more NAF developments going forward, I think. So, and if you've no idea what we're talking about when we talk about NAF, don't worry about it. We're about to talk about a tournament instead. So, that's way more up your street. Um, so, last, literally last week, uh, Mike and I went to the same tournament, which... I think is probably the first time since probably third Mike that we were at a tournament together. <laughs> I think that might be the case. Yeah, it it has been a little while, but it was very nice to see you. Uh, I will also say it was very nice to see Merrick. Merrick making oh, his blood bowling comeback as well. Oh, yeah. brilliant! So happy. Which was what the first his first tournament in two years. Uh, certainly been a while, hasn't it? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, se- several years, uh, and he—I mean, to be fair, he did very well. He smashed it. Yeah, he was—he was—he was he, he he completely was on, smashed he it. He was on top table until the last game, so yeah, three, win- yeah. three wins under his belt. <laughs> he, uh, okay, I'm, th- thinking, I'm he... thinking of taking a wee, wee little sabbatical there myself, if that's if that's what it does <laughs> for your game. Yeah, um, yeah. So we we went to the delightful Bubba Bowl. Um, yeah. Now, Mike, I have a quiz for you on this. So I've I've been to every single Bubba Bowl I checked um, since year one. So this was Bubba number nine. Um, now, Mike, I know you've been to perhaps not all, but probably most of the Bubba Bowls, um, and quite possibly you've probably been to at least seven of the nine. I would have thought. Well, I have. I've just counted. Yeah. Because I, I I can do this. I have eight sets of Bubba dice. Oh, there now, you that go. does not mean I've that doesn't mean I've attended eight Bubba bowls, but it does suggest I've attended quite a few. Yeah. Now, Bubba's a it's you know it's a great tournament. It's you know, been going on nine years. It's fantastic fun. Uh, it's a one day. But Bubba is one that has meandered across the southwest uh, in terms of its venue. So. I actually went and had a look on TFF, Mike, at each of the threads okay. for each of the bubble balls. So, uh, of the nine bubble balls, how many venues have there been? Okay, so I would assume... Well, I know it's been a big. Yes. I'm fairly confident that it's been Ashton Gate. That's can oh, that okay. can, I, can I weigh in here? Because I've been to a couple of them myself. Yeah. There was the cow shed. Dave's cow shed, yeah. That was, oh, that's the one I missed. That was Bub- I missed okay. the Bubble Bowl 2 was Dave's Cow Shed, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, both venues of big, yeah. Yep, big old and big, big new. 
Yeah. Uh, it was at the Summerdale Pavilion this time round. Uh, and in fact, Bubba 5 was also at the Summerdale Pavilion. I mean, it's almost like it's right next door to Loki's house. Yes, indeed, yeah. <laughs> um, indeed it was, yeah. Mm. Um, and then, where do you think the first Bubba Bowl was, Mike? So, Bubba Bowl 2 was Dave's Council. Was it at the Duke? It was at the Duke, yeah. I seem to, nice. I seem to remember a lot of us crammed into the relatively small room upstairs... Uh, at the first Bubba Bowl, yeah. So that that would be my before my time. The only tournament I've ever been, I've ever been to in the Duke. So the Duke, for anyone that doesn't know, is a music venue primarily. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's a very nice pub. It's a music it's a music venue. And then upstairs, I, I think is it the landlord? Yeah. Plays games. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, basically, it was like yeah, just go upstairs, play some games. I have been I attended one tournament there, which was a midweek speedball tournament run by Hugo. I remember that. I was at that one. Yeah, that was, was a Duke. I thought that was a gaming. Oh, did he do more than one? Oh, he's, he'll have done more than one. Okay, he'll have done more than one, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's uh, a quick potted history of Bubba Bowl. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Loki's run it. Right? I think every time. I, I think every time. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I I I couldn't tell you about the first two, but all the ones I've been to, he's he's definitely run. Yeah, I do. I do remember the one in Dave's cow shed. It was extremely cold because it was February and it was in a fucking cow shed. But um, <laughs> as I'm sure Dan will remember on that. So I mean, it, uh, that is quite I say, special. I, I, I no, I'm I'm stick my hand up for full disclosure. I didn't go to it. I know about it. I do know that that was Alex's first tournament. Um, Ooh, way to break really? his cherry, blimey! I know that because his first tournament game was against me. Um, and he beat me because uh, I I taught him how to play, and then like uh, like Darth Vader destroying Obi Wan, the pupil became the master. So great. Um, so yeah, so we went to Bubble Ball. It was great. Um, decent turnout. I think thirty odd coaches. Thirty four from memory. Yes, and. Um, it's it, it's it's an interesting rule set as well because it's quite light on skills but rich in money. Yeah, it's it's just one one point two. Um, skills are as you say fairly light. So um, tier one is uh, only five skills. Yeah. Tier two, I, I, th- I think, think it was four or five tiers, but once you go down to the bottom, it was about seven skills. It wasn't a lot even then. No, I think it was, I mean, even for stunties, it was only, I think it was like seven skills with two primaries, maybe. Or, yeah. Or, or rather two secondaries. Um, so, yeah, it's, but it does mean that pretty much, you know, 1.2, pretty much any team is viable. Um, there was a pretty reasonable spread of teams as well. Um, and a crap ton of vamps. There, I mean... That that was also true. There were indeed a crap ton of vamps there. Um, so the reason for that is because they were running on six. They say one point two means you can get a lot of stuff anyway. Oh yes. And they were uh, six primary skills and a secondary. Yeah. And the secondary effectively meant you could um, give something to the vargeist if you had the vargeist along. So which yeah. quite a few teams did. To be fair. Why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you take the Vargeist? Yeah. Um, well, uh, on the face of it, I can't think of a reason why not. 
I'm revising my earlier estimates of the Vargeist. I thought it was really unreliable, and turns out it is potentially the most reliable big guy in the game. He's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually pretty good, turns out. Yeah. Uh, Because the the trouble is, he doesn't have a really stupid. He has a, oh no, I'm going to lose my tackle zones and eat something if you leave it next to me. Oh no, but I will always blitz the thing you want me to blitz. Every time. I can still blitz. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then lose tackle zones. Potentially, that's the worst case scenario. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty solid actually. So yeah, um, yeah. So there was a a good spread of coaches there. Um, Mike, I know you took Wood Elves. Uh, your, I did. Favored Wood Elves because one point two. You can actually fit a fair bit in with Wood Elves. It turns out. Yeah, so I I came very close to running a five reroll build, um, which. Sounds silly, but actually is also Sensible. quite terrifying it's... as an idea. Uh, yep. I instead went for four re-rolls and an apothecary because I, I, I took the view it was just slightly more sensible. Yeah. Uh, I had so I had the two war dancers, one with frenzy and one with sidestep. A mm-hmm. uh, little, little bit of an experiment, which I loved in all my games apart from one where definitely strip ball is much, much more important. More on that a bit later. Yeah. And I would have said that... So I, I also had a uh, a kick catcher and two wrestle line elves. Solid. I'd also managed to squeeze a thrower in there as well. So only, only the two catchers. But it does mean that the whole team is quite... It, it's quite tight. There's not a lot of uh, spare, because obviously there's only 11 players. Mm-hmm. And I had many people go, why don't you have a tree? And the answer is, the tree sucks. It's a lot of money tied up with that tree, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't move. Yeah. It doesn't move one the, little the, bit. The, the, the whole thing about the Woodies is that they're an edge team. You know, they are a movement I, team. They are speeding around the place and annoying the crap out of you. I th- that is my belief. I will mm. say that there is... <clears throat> I do see the merits in a tree because he is an extremely useful roadblock. He is also really the only thing you've got... If there's something big and scary you've got to deal with, he is really the only thing you've got to deal with it. But okay, but how many how many big and scarys can actually keep up with wood elves? You just run away. Uh, ah. in in theory, yes. In practice, no. So my worry was well, no, I'll we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to yeah. that because there there is at least one big and scary who can more or less keep up with wood elves. Yeah, and and like I say, I think I do certainly see the merit of a tree. I'd rather just pack a couple more wood elves in, to be honest. But I, I don't think he's one of those. He's completely useless for that team. I think he's a yeah. And if you, and look, yeah, if you he's not useless. He's not useless. He's just not my my style. Yeah, um, exactly. That, yeah. It, it is worth saying. I did consider because it's because of the money. I did consider taking a twelfth elf. Yep, which is I think is fair. Yeah, I think which isn't. I don't think is a bad choice. Nope, but I. Not at all. I, I opted for the positionals and the rerolls instead. I'm not upset. I do like playing Wood Elves with a lot of rerolls. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, it it gives you it get, now you can use more than one reroll a turn. It gives you scope to burn two or three on that one crucial turn, where you're you're going for the turnover. You're trying you're cage that diving. Is, uh, you're going to try and yeah. turn over the ball. You're going to try and get it away, and yeah, it effectively go from, you know, potentially conceding on your drive to potentially scoring 
on the opponent's drive. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> scary. That, is, that is exactly what we do. It's a scary thing. Um, so, I, I'm continuing my run of only ever taking stunties by taking snotlings. Uh, as I probably mentioned in a previous one, so it's basically Snotlings with Hack Flem and two rerolls and a Master Chef. Um, because turns out we, when you can only take one star, uh, gives you a lot of money to spare with Snotlings, like a real lot of money to spend. Um, yeah, so this, that was actually one of the reasons why I wasn't looking at Halflings. It's Halflings at 1.2 is lovely yeah. until you only get one star. Yeah, and that's the same reason I didn't go Halflings. I was like, one star? Fuck that. No. Um, so yeah, so I went hack phlegm, snotlings, two rerolls, and a chef, which was interesting. Um, so I can we park? Can we just bookmark that one because I want to talk about that later on about uh, another tournament. So you snotlings, snotling build. Let, let's let's bookmark that and, and come back to it in a second if we can. Yeah, not a problem. Um, yeah, it's well, I I can sum up so. My my first game was against fellow Welsh player Hobnail. Uh, we at least didn't travel in the same car, uh, just from the same Th- place. This time, I, I seem to remember the last time we recorded, you you travelled with Wells, you you played well, four of the Welsh or three of the Welsh coaches that turned it up. It sounds about right, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, th- this time it wasn't. I When I worked out, I don't think we had actually played in certainly a few tournaments, but yeah. Um, so I played his Imperial Nobility in game one. Um, Nobility's always a bit of a tough one because he did have a, you know, a tackle piece. He had a block tackle. Mm. Always going to be a little bit tricky. Um, and yeah, it was it was a game where my chef had obviously decided to pack sandwiches rather than anything tasty because I think I stole one <laughs> I stole one reroll in the whole game. Uh, so oh, the, the chef was obviously not on form, um, which I, it basically first half he didn't have to use a reroll anyway. It Ooh. was just one of those. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. that's yeah, not much you can do. Yeah. No, casualties were sort of racking up. Um, I was... It's really annoying because I worked out, I was like, I can't even do a one-turner because he's got the fucking bodyguard so we'll stand firm. So I I couldn't even do the push hack phlegm for the reliable one-turner. So I was like, I'm going to have to do the throw teammate one-turner. And then Mm -hmm. the ball ended up in my end zone. Which means I you simply do not have the speed to get it up. I was like, okay, fine. Um, and then he killed one of my trolls. I was like, mm, oh. "That's that's going to be a pain." Troll, of course, did not regenerate. Mm-hmm. And then he killed Hatfren. I was like, mm, that, "Okay, this is starting to become a problem." Uh, and then he killed the other troll, and I was like, "Well, there we go. That's that, that's it. A, a team of just snotlings is not going to compete against a bunch of nobility." Um, no, not a chance. So he, unsurprisingly, I mean. It was entertainingly close, if I'm honest, because um, I think I had like three players left at the end. Uh, he very nearly pitch cleared me. It was only because there were some snotlings who miraculously had not died and were just led face down at the end. Um, but it was a 2 0 defeat, um, which was, yeah, it's fair enough against a good coach and I was snotlings. So to be expected to some extent. So 
Yeah, yeah, that's not like you said. It's not really a surprise um, in 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 some respects. But your luck is not. I mean, it's not great. You shouldn't be losing both trolls. Yeah, no. it, that that, no, that could have that, gone that's, better. That's yeah, that could have gone even, better. Even to be honest, even one is bad luck. You know, that's not these. It's one of those things. Like these things happen, but I don't include pump wagons because I think they're garbage. Um, so it was just basically trolls star fuck ton of I don't ends. think that's a bad choice incidentally that you don't need the pump wagon I think maybe one maybe and 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 bribes uh I had no bribes because I had all I had was the one bomber and I was like the chance of him surviving to the it's point where I'd have to use sl- it's, it's slim, so slim, to f- slim to fuck all against yeah. I, had a, I had a couple of sneaky yeah. gits so I was like fouling's not going to be an issue and if a snotling gets sent off pff, I've, I've got you know 15 more of the little buggers so who cares um, yeah I mean let's be honest it's almost a case of you do not care yeah about the sneaky git no it's almost end mm. of the day if a, especially if it's sneaky git if a snotling gets sent off and he stuns whatever he's fouling, that's probably a fair trade. Because I'm not going to bother fouling a lineman. But if he manages to stun a positional, which, worst case scenario, I get to have another go next turn at fouling you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, And you've got the numbers that actually it should pretty much always be worth doing that foul. Well, the thing is, you, you know, you always take the riotous rookies, so you, you're guaranteed to basically have a, what, between 19 and... Uh, is it 23? 23, I think, isn't it? Seven, yeah. It's max. a lot. It's a lot. So it it yep. guarantees that, yeah, even with that, you are, you know, by sort of midway through the second half, you are still probably going to start running out of players because if a snotling goes down, he's very likely to go off the pitch. <laughs> but he has yeah. dodge. I hope so. He has dodge, he has sidestep. So, yeah, it's... It tends to be fine. I, I will say against Hobnell... The number of times I could see him having to think very carefully with his bodyguards because he'd rolled like a push and a both down. And it was like, are you sure you want to wrestle me to the ground? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because <laughs> if you do, I'm going to foul you. <laughs> yeah, that that is a good, good tactic against those guys, actually. Yeah. I think but... that's excellent because they, no, someone being afraid to use their own skills, yeah. you are doing well. Mm. Great moral victory there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're 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 changing the way that they play. They play. You've got a free ride in their head. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what I mean. It's it's a it's a good place to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, game one defeat for me. But Mike, how did the Wood Elves do? Well, so I had what I can describe as one of my stranger games. It was great. <laughs> okay. So I I drew Smurf. And oh Smurf my turned up. God, yes, with his halflings. Yeah. So Smurf had halflings. Smurf's halflings were unexpected. So, for a start, there were no stars. Yep. So, he gets a lot of respect for that. Secondly, he had two frenzy trees. Yep. And that's not bad. He had... I don't Sorry, know, hang on a second. You said snotlings? No, halflings. Sorry, halflings. thank you. Thank you. That's all right. So, two frenzy trees. Yep. Powerful. He had a hefty with leader. Yeah, he had mm. the chef. Mm. Uh, and Mike, uh, he, t- tell me, he Mike. did not. Uh, so he did not have an apothecary, but he did have 
12 players. And you sort of sat there and go, okay, so halflings, two trees, 12 players, apothecary, chef. How many, how many how rolls, Mike? Have you how only... many rolls do we have? <laughs> that would be eight. <laughs> Plus a chef. You, you can't see it, but my jaws just hit the desk. So, 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 so Dan, just oh. to be clear, that's eight... Plus a leader, plus a chef. So, so that's that's not we we that's called a nine plus in in in, yeah. in D in D twelve language. No. Yeah. So I I kicked and uh, he had eleven re rolls. Nice man. Uh, there was not a turn where those trees did not move four squares. <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, obviously, they were blitzing whatever the hell they wanted, whenever the hell they wanted, and he was doing glory re rolls because he was like me. Yeah. I've got so many, I might as well give it a go. Yeah, you, you've basically got, got to the point where you may as well burn a meme all a turn. You can burn two next turn. It's fine as well. It, it, was, it was terrifyingly effective. Um, where I think it probably fell down is he should have dropped three, three re-rolls for three more halflings. Ah, right, yeah. Um, I think that would have made a significant difference in the outcome. So, I have 11 players. He has 12. Mike? He... Hello, Short version, Mike. I kick deep because I have kick. Uh, he then... He, he's got his hefty in the backfield, goes and grabs it, and he decided it, his choice is he needs to lob it upfield because then it's going to be in a nice cage, and he flubbed the pass. Fine. Nice. That's great. I then failed the pickup, and he killed one of my catchers. He recovered the ball. Fine. So I killed his catcher. I uh, had to use an apo to save one of my line elves. I killed three halflings. And by turn five, by turn five, uh, when I... He... he uh, oh, I killed Sneaky Git in turn five. Uh, and by that stage, there were seven casualties between us. Ouch. Uh, he then threw a halfling over my head and scored on his turn seven, which was somewhat irritating. And I was left with, uh, I'm one nil down. <laughs> this is not where I wanted to be. Uh, and, and obviously I'm being absolutely munched because I just don't have, you know, so much of my team is leaving the pitch. Yeah. Uh, I successfully managed to score in two turns because ultimately I still have two war dancers. I have two war dancers and a thrower. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite hard to stop that so great um and in the second turn second half rather uh he only stole one of my re-rolls and this is where it started to go less good for him on turn one he snake eyed a take root roll e, that's a so strangely i went straight past that tree mm. and the other one was on the other side of the pitch and i could run away from them yeah um for the final drive, we were down to six playing six. <laughs> a bit of six aside, yeah, nice. A little bit of six aside. Uh, we had eight players on the pitch at the very end of the game. Uh, I won 3-1, and more importantly, 7-5 on casualties. Nice, nice. There Ooh. was quite a lot of violence in that game. <laughs> um, I've just realised I did completely forget to mention in my game against Hobnail's Imperial Nobility, he did get a blitz on me twice. Um, oh, nice. Once when the ball scattered uh, right up to one of the sides on the halfway lines, he was able to get his players underneath it 
for when the ball landed, which was a bit annoying. But, but yeah, it's not that's not what you want. Um, but the only reason I've, I mention it now because it was relevant in my game two. So Ooh, okay, uh, game two, I was up against uh, Abby's Undead, uh, which it to be honest, very standard Undead build. Um, not how yeah, I want want to say she had the four ghouls. A couple of them had block. That kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't anything complicated, was it? No, I think it was very standard, pretty much what you'd expect. There was a, you know, tackle white. Um, I think it was guard on both the mummies. Um, mm. I think I think there might have been a, I think it was a shorthand school, maybe a block and a wrestle ghoul as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was very, very standard stuff, to be honest. Um, not, not ideal for me to be playing, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, yeah, was there a tackle? There was a tackle white as well. Yeah, tackle white, which was always going to be. Yeah, that's nasty. That's not what you want. Bit, bit of a that's tri- not good for you. Bit of a tricky one, but I did manage to steal all but one reroll in the mm-hmm. first half, which was very handy. Um, and then the ball scattered right onto the halfway line on one of the flanks, and I got a blitz. I was like, "Ooh, nice! That's Take that. Su- that's super handy." So. And it was six players, so effectively I blitzed with a troll who knocked a zombie over, uh, ran Hackflem and a bodyguard of Snotlings through, so stood Hackflem under the ball. Hackflem, the stupid fuck up, um, managed to. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me guess what's going to happen. Here. Go on. <laughs> he managed to not catch it, which was <laughs> which was hilarious. Uh, catching it on the two plus mind as well. Uh, he managed to not catch it and the ball scattered to the snotling stood next to him who did catch it and funnily enough the snotling stood next to him was the one player that couldn't actually be reached um, not even with go but it was pretty much right on the halfway line um, so defensively basically moved everyone across looked looked to kind of pin everyone in place I went, mm, that's blocked off that snotling, and the snotling needs two turns. And I remembered Hackflem's special skill. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Hackflem went, I'll have that ball, thanks. And then just ran away with it and scored with a couple of gophers. <laughs> for, for, for those of us who, who don't follow it that much, what is Hackflem's special skill, please? Hackflem's special skill is basically, I'll have that ball, thank you. He knocks over the person <laughs> who has the ball, claims it automatically. <clears throat> And it's not so. If he if he knocks a person over or hits them or he's next no, to the ball, no, 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 no. He, he are... knocks over a friendly player with the ball. Yeah, yeah he knocks and, over and and armor injury. Nope, it's just what? just a stun, just tri- straight tri- stun, strips him up, put him on the ground. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Hatflim did that and ran away, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I I've scored on my turn one on your drive. That's super handy. Mm. Um, and it. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a grind after that. Um, in the end, it was. I was able to turn over the undead again. Um, again, mainly due to Hackflem, because this time it was the kick was a very deep kick. I ran some snotlings and Hackflem through just to put pressure on. The undead couldn't quite clear their lines, so I was able to just effectively. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Eventually, because they were being stretched all over the pitch um, and being marked by snotlings who were sidestepping all over the place, 
Um, Smartlings are so annoying when they do that. Yeah. It, if you can't knock them down and kill them, they're such a pain. Yeah, it, ju- it just meant her team was being pull- pulled all over the place. Um, and eventually I was able to just like pop the ball loose and score. Um, and then the second half, I I was suffering quite a few casualties or quite a few KOs, but actually not too many casualties. Um, but se- second half... Managed to do a couple of early casualties to ensure the undead just wouldn't really come back and basically, yeah, spammed a kind of 3 0 in the end. Um, I think the actual casualties were something like 2 1 to me, but there were a lot of KOs on both sides. With I think there was one ghoul who went out in like turn two and just did not come back at any point. So, which is always, always slightly annoying when you get multiple attempts for a player to come back and they're just like, no. No, I'm going to stay off. Thank you. Um, yeah, that is that is decidedly crappy. Yeah. So uh, that was game two. So winning a defeat for Snotlings, which I was like, yep, that's fine. It's it's Snotlings. That's kind of what you expect. So uh, what was your game two, Mike? So my game two was obviously against a coach who had won. Uh, which meant I got to play Hopner. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, relatively <clears throat> straightforward in a lot of respects. So I, I, so I really dislike Imperial Nobility as a, as a team to play against. They're not a team that I think I want to use, but they're a team that I really don't like playing against. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's all down to... It's, it's the Stand Firm, it's the Fend, uh, and, and against a team like Wood Elves, it's just a massive pain. And like you said earlier, you don't have that backup of, oh, well, I'll just do a one-turn. Yeah. You, that is not an option that's open to you. So he... <sighs> My notes are actually quite limited, uh, but that's because not a lot happened. So I, there was a deep kick, and it was a timeout. Okay. So it took him until his turn three to get the ball to the halfway line. Ooh, that's... Quite okay. slow for them, yeah. But that's you know that's why I take kick. It, yeah. di- it dictates the the, te- the pace of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now while we are while we're running around, I'm sort of basically holding him on the halfway line, yeah. blitzing a couple of things, and I'm and I'm just doing the the step off defense. So I've got two guys stood behind column defense. What, what, it's a classic stand, stand column defense. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not complicated, and. Uh, he hasn't managed to remove any else. He, he stunned a couple on the line, and I managed to extricate them eventually. Uh, he, he's, he's fouling quite a lot, but he got himself sent off. Yep. So he decided to, to chill. Uh, I got myself... Uh, I, think, actually, I think he got two sent off in the first half. Uh, and then round about turn four or five, I kind of went... Uh, yeah, I've kind of left you an opening there, haven't I? And he's like, yes, you have. And, I, and basically the opening was he could dodge one of his noble blitzers through. Mm. And that would just be not in the backfield so much, but behind my main line in one of the wide zones. And I, and I knew it was a possibility, but the rest of his team was caged up and it was on kind of certainly in the, in the middle. I was like, this is okay. And I'll just deal with that one. And that's okay. And he failed the dodge and died. Nice. So, so I was like, all right, or you can just do that. That's fine. Yeah. And then uh, a little bit later, this this was probably turn six. I was like, "Ah, oh, there's a bodyguard there. He's really in the way. Oh, I'll just I'll just hit him. I just, just want to knock him down. Oh, I knocked him down. Oh, he's dead. 
Yeah, so and, good. And all of a sudden, you're like, hmm, this is this is not so bad. So his turn seven, he is down to seven players. That's not great. He has not got any noble blitzers left because they have both left the pitch. Yeah. He's lost a bodyguard. And all three of them were dead dead. They were not coming back. That's tough. That's very, very tough. Yeah. And so there wasn't a lot he could do. And he was like, yeah, okay, I can't really score. And his cage was Ogre, the thrower in the middle, and then three guard pieces all the way around. And on my turn seven, I ran someone up to be in a scoring position. And I engaged the cage. I threw a whole load of stuff in there. And I based the ball carrier with my sidestepping war dancer. Okay. And on his turn eight, he stood up his bodyguard and ended turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because he he was sat there going, your blodge, uh, your sidestep. If I roll pow, great. If I roll double both down, I have no rerolls left, and that leaves a massive hole in my cage. This way, I have three stand firm pieces and a strength five piece surrounding my ball carrier, and there's a lot of guard there. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I honestly don't know if that's the decision I'd have made. If you get a power for the first one, it's okay because you can then move everything else. But because he didn't get a power on the. F- if you don't get a power on the first one, that ties up two or three of your players. And when you've only got seven, you then can't effectively cage. And I, I see, I see the logic. It makes yeah. sense. Um, so I was like, okay. And I, I was just sort of looking at it and I was trying to come up with plans and trying to work it out. And I, and I had a piece and I was like, okay, well, if, if I, I've got, I've got a couple of blocks on your bodyguards. Well, if I roll this and I get, a, and I, and I knock you down to, oh, double push. Oh, well, I'll try it on this side. Oh, double push. <laughs> right. So, He's, like, you know, the plan is working for him. Right? Okay, yeah. well, I could just roll two dice on that ball carrier, and then as long as I get a push, he comes out, and then I can go and hit him with my friends here for one dice. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not bad. It's like, yeah, oh, that's a that's a double pow. Oh, jammy. It's, it's a it's a one in four, right? Yeah. Mm. So it's not terrible odds, um, but it was pretty crappy. Uh, and then in the so I. I Recover the ball, I throw it up, I score, basically, in eight. In the second half, it's my 11 versus his 10, and he's down to three bodyguards and no noble blitzers. Yeah, not great. That's he did foul quite, me. That was good. That's, that's quite a mix, mix, mismatch there, yeah. isn't it? He kept fouling uh, and got did get a foul casualty, but also got himself sent off, so that's... You know, 10 versus 9. Yeah. He burned all of his rerolls by turn 3. Oh, and this was another timeout. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah, okay. So I then scored in 5. Yeah. And then I kicked off, and we had another timeout. So we played 13 turns of Blood Bowl. <laughs> and honestly, Strong. those kickoff results just completely screwed him. Because oh. in the first half he wouldn't have had to push as hard and fast as he did if he'd yeah. had another turn. So he wouldn't have been... He wouldn't have been he would, perfect. He, he, wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have had to stretch I, himself as much. Yeah. I, I, I don't... I think I'd have kept him out. But 
he had to push harder, which made it easier for me to turn him over. Yeah, of course. And in the second half, I scored in four turns, and he only had two turns to score back. And without blitzers, you just can't do it. Without two no, nobles, of course not. it's just not going to happen. But also, yeah. he only had two turns. So I, yeah. I won... Uh, so I, I actually ended up winning 2-1, um, and 2-1 in casualties. Okay. But, you know, it's... You know, it, it, the timeout just stuffed him because there yep. were three turns that realistically he needed to score the equaliser, and they just did not exist. Mm. Mm. It's nice. it's 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 hard that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very odd, very very odd game. Mm. And also, for Wood Elves, after two games, I'm on nine casualties. That's not bad. That's not ah. bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Bubba is obviously a four-game tournament. So at this point, I think we'd uh, had lunch. Donuts have been supplied, uh, and we were moving on to game three. Uh, so I was against the lovely Bristol player, Dave, who I weirdly played him in the league lots when I was in Bristol. don't think I've ever actually played him at a tournament, oddly enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, so he had a lovely classic Dark Elf team. Always like to see that. Um, Metal. Oh, yeah. You know it. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, So he opted to kick to me. Um, I stole all of his rerolls. It was like, yeah, that's going to help me enormously. Um, That's what we like to hear. That's how that should be played. Absolutely, yeah. Um, So basically, I got the ball. I knocked, I think I knocked out one of his players on the line um, and also fouled one of them to death. So it was, you know, only a couple of linemen, but he only had, I think he'd had 12 players, but no Apo. I was like, okay, that's fine. He he then basically did column defence. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. So I, I was basically restricted to my my block troll blitzing every turn while the other troll moved up, along with a bunch of snotlings. Um, and then if someone went down, they got fouled by a snotling. P- pretty much as straightforward as that. Um, he did, he did in, I think, turn two or three, he did cage dive with one of his witch elves. Because um, the thing is, against snotlings, that's actually a very valid tactic, because mm. you don't... You're... you're yeah. uh, your tackle zones don't work properly. Well, I did. I did make sure. So it was Hackflem carrying the ball, um, and yeah. two trolls on cage corners, along with two stilty runners. So he was cage. Okay, dive. so it was it was a proper cage then. And yeah, he 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 just casually cage dived in and hit me for one dice and got a pow. And I was like, you bastard! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against my dodge <laughs> player, I was like, you Fill dick. In the blank, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fishing, fishing for one in six with no rerolls. He got the one in six. I'm like, okay, mm, that's annoying. No Crack on. He he stunned Hackflem, which was even more annoying. Mm. Um, but then the troll turned around, hit the witch elf, and then an entire snotling team jumped on his head until he died. Um, <laughs> and it ba- it basically meant I was just able to swarm around, and wait wait for Hackflem to roll back over and recover. He then had to, because I, he was like three or four players down at this point, he kind of had to resort to, he was like, 
he did look very carefully because he was like, I've maybe got one more chance at potentially cage diving with one of his dodge blitzers. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would would in fact have been two dice uphill. He said, or I just back off, go for the column defense and make it difficult for you, which exactly make what you, he did. Make, make, make you roll dice. It, it's a very, yeah. very valid argument, yeah. yeah. And I think, I think it was the right choice. Um, in the end, my troll actually managed to get a couple more of his players off. I think it was another KO, another casualty. Um, so by the last turn, he was basically da- down to five players, and then he uh, he failed his dodge roll. So I was quite, I was just able to blitz my way through quite easily. So um, because of because of something sidestep. Even with Frenzy, he didn't really have enough players for the one-turner, so he just yeah. settled on beating up my Snotlings online, which I was like, yep, yeah, fair enough. Um, and then second half, obviously, he was a little bit low on players. Um, I think it was, with Swarming, I think it was like 12 versus 8, which is not, you know, not, not ideal, but also something you can come back from. Uh, and then the, the, sorry, out... just just on, just on that matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I I did swimming recently on on fumble. Mm. You say it's in the air, it's twelve versus eight, and you say yeah, there's strength one, but it's a lot of players to get rid of. It's actually yeah. squares that are occupied that you have to deal with, yeah. and the little bastards have got sidestep. So I feel for him. I really do. It... It's not as bad when you're an elf though, because yeah. you can just go. You know what? It's a two up. Yeah, and it's. In the end, it was a fairly deep kick. He played it fairly conservatively. I just chucked a load of snotlings in his backfield, managed to sort of split his team up. Um, he was a bit unfortunate in his blocks trying to get me out of the way because twice I was able to sidestep next to the ball carrier and it both times just made things worse and he was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you've um, got to take, take him down or not at all, isn't it? Yeah, and I again, I managed the trolls had managed to get rid of a couple of his other players. Um, there you go. He was very, very close to scoring. Um, in fact, he he pushed his way down the flank under like really heavy conditions, um, and in the end, it just didn't quite come off. The ball effectively popped free, and Hackflem just ran away with it, and then ran away with it with a snotlick. A two a two person snotling screen behind him, and he just didn't <laughs> quite have this. He didn't quite have the speed on the players who were nearest to ever catch me. So it was two 0 So, oh. um, so worth noting. So I was on two wins at this point. Um, after a quick sniff round, I was like, okay, who who else is here with stunties? Look, thinking about stunty cuff, I'm like, two wins. That's that could be on. Um, and lovely bulldog. Uh, was also had a snotling team. He was also on two wins. Um, he had morgue snotlings, which was uh, yeah, quite, quite scary potentially. Um, so I was like, okay, yeah. Um, we'll we'll see how things go. Uh, and in the end, we both ended up playing wood elf players in our final games. So we both played next to each other because we're like. Okay, we'll see. Let's see how we do. Yeah. Uh, so we can keep an eye on each other's results. Um, so so m- more on that later. But Mike, how was your game three? <laughs> well, 
so I got to play Itchin, who I haven't played for ages, which is lovely. Uh, and he was using vampires, which was less lovely. He's a very, I... very good player, Itchin, as well, yeah. And he knows what he's doing yeah, with vampires. And... Yeah. Well, I, I would also say that, well, he's like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I've not used these guys in the new rules. I'm, I haven't really played recently. I'm just kind of making this up as I go along. Like, yeah, great. Yeah. And, I, and, I, you, I, and you believed him? No, of course I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I know Itchin well enough. I know that he's quite competent. Yeah. Um, so he did have the Vargeist, and he had gone for a blocking Vargeist, because why wouldn't you? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, uh, he can't, think has... of a, can't think of an argument against it. Yeah, so the thing which I wasn't quite so sure about is that he had two runners with dodge and two throwers with dodge. Right. I and, and then he had a wrestle line and a kick line. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the kick actually is brilliant. Uh, I I do think kick on vampires is outstanding. I'll talk about that a bit more later. But the uh, I would definitely have gone block. On more of the vampires, mm. uh, on on the strength four guys especially, it's it's just very very good. Uh, he had fourteen players and four rerolls, which isn't bad. It's not, yeah, it's Cause, fine because it was so, one point two. You can get on the trips, can't you? That's it. Yeah. So I chose to kick, uh, and then I had a timeout. <laughs> so that was four timeouts uh, in a row. God. Uh, and. <sighs> So I, I'd love to talk about half, uh, but I really didn't make notes because I was having to concentrate really bloody hard. Because <laughs> it's itchy. Uh, yeah. Because it's vampires as yeah. much oh, as anything true. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you have to be very, very careful about what you're doing. So he was going down the sideline, which was entertaining because I had Frenzy, but he had Hypnogaze and Frenzy. He kind of came... It, it was just very 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 hard mm. and uh eventually we we kind of got he he made a mistake where he blocked his route oops okay because he'd gone through and gone hypnogaze 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 and he went oh no now i can't get past the one yeah yeah, yeah. now i can't build my cage mm-hmm. uh so he he built a slightly ineffective cage i'd already hit the ball at least once by this point um uh, but he was carrying with strength four, which makes it harder. Yeah. And I then just based up and I threw everything on his team. Mm. And turns out that's uh, quite a difficult thing for a vampire team to deal with because they can't get the thralls to where they need them to be. Yeah. And when the vampires are suddenly dodging on a three plus, he doesn't like it. Yeah. I was also throwing uh, line elves at the, at the big guy because I need to keep it tagged. I need it away from the action. Yeah. so I wasn't able to get the ball down that turn but he couldn't get away and the following turn I was able to pop the ball so that was my turn 7 I I did actually pop the ball Um, and for that to work I kind of had to do a chain push several chain pushes to get the ball popped out of his mini cage and I was like okay well now I've got two dice oh now you're down and I had a catcher on the halfway line who was tagged? Okay, catcher was tagged, but also was tagged by not a movement eight piece. Yeah. I had rerolls of plenty. I think I still had three. And the thrower goes over and picks up the ball and goes, All I need to do is get this in the air on a three plus, and then I can catch it on a four plus. All of which within built rerolls, and he flubbed it. 
<laughs> How badly did he flub it? <laughs> oh, it was it was just he fumbled it. But oh, it was like okay. if if that ball had gone in the air, I was like, this is completely safe. He's not going to score because there's no one else up there apart from the one guy marking my yeah. You know, the, you're, and yeah. if my catcher gets it, I'm gone, and I'm doing two rushes, and you're not going to get me, and I'm going to go in one nil up, and that'll be beautiful. Yeah. Uh, he failed to score, which was nice, but it also meant that I I couldn't score. So nil nil at the half. I was satisfied with that. No, no, I was concerned. It's not bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Second half, less pleasant. The, and 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 I think I'm I'm starting to realise why I feel vampires are such a huge problem. Yeah. So this is my second game with Wood Elves versus Vampires, and I and the second game where I have had a very good defensive drive. So in the first yeah. game I turned them over and scored. In the second game I just stopped them scoring. Okay. He used kick and dumped the ball one square shy of the line of scrimmage. Okay. Now, my first action wasn't actually to pick up the ball. Uh, I did a different thing, and then I had to make a dodge, which was me making a miscalculation. But regardless, mm. the first dice I rolled that turn were one, re-roll one. Hmm. Okay, not great. Yeah. Now, if I'd gone for the ball, it would have been one, re-roll Oh, this was also after I had kick, which had failed. <laughs> so my throw was under the ball, had missed it. And so it was, the ball was tagged. Yeah. And was, yeah. like, in amongst all of my players... As soon as anything goes wrong, yeah, you lose the ball. Yeah, because the thing, so, thing is, they just—it doesn't matter how carefully you position your players, because they just go hypnogaze, hypnogaze. There's a right. nice path. Yeah. In order to keep the ball safe, you literally need eleven players, and they need to be perfect. They need to yeah. be in exactly the right place. And if they're not, and a vampire coach really wants that ball. They will have it. Yeah. And you have no say in the matter. You have no choice. That is what is going to happen. Yeah. And so on his turn one, he had the ball. Yeah. And I'm sat there going, I've just done this and now I'm out of position. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, the short answer is I lost one nil. And I had three or four goes of hitting his ball carrier. I actually knocked the ball loose once. And... This is the game where I was sat going, you know what? I love having sidestep on my one of my one of my war dancers. It's fantastic. But because of vampires, because solely because of vampires, yeah. I'm taking strip ball to every tournament. Yeah. 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 Because against vampires, okay, cool, you got the ball. No, you haven't. Because they don't take sure hands. They can't take sure hands, and it's an answer to that. Yeah, it's useful elsewhere. Why but why it's... can't they take sure hands? Well, they, um, they they can. Where would you put it? But statistically, you're if you're going, only going to have one skill on vampire on, on your vampires, sure hands mm. is going to be quite a way down the list. Okay, yeah. so why wouldn't you put all, it on a thrall? Vamp- thrall? Because uh, generally speaking, I mean, th- I would I would argue. Sorry, Loki, the vampires were in the wrong tier for this. Mm-hmm. Vampires should only have five or six skills max. They shouldn't be allowed more than that. They should not have more skills than vampires. Can you remind me my, how many they, they, they got in this? Seven. Woof. Including a secondary. Yeah. Uh, and at 1.2. Okay. okay. And at 1.2. So they had all of the toys, all of the skills. They had so much spare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ordinarily, you shouldn't have more skills than vampires because it's going to be five, maybe six. Yeah. But realistically, it's five. At which point you're going block, block, dodge, dodge. Yeah. Strip ball. 
Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe a little bit of strip ball for, for a little bit of flavour, but that's it. It's... Oh, it was too... I acknowledge that I made an error at the start of my drive, but also it wouldn't have made a difference if I got it right because the first roll I made was one re-roll one. And I just never got another look in. I will... No, no, no yeah. chance at all. I will say with vampires, they are an extremely difficult team to use. But if you come up against a very good player with them, they are very, very, very difficult to beat. Um, and it's it's one of those where, yes, you are going to have the odd game where, you you know, your bloodlust go all over the place, you end up killing most of your own thralls, and then you're up against it because suddenly you've got, you know, only a certain number of vampires and like one or two thralls left. And that that is going to happen. It's a, it's a, by its very nature, it's a swingy team. But then, it's incredibly swingy. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, he killed... Killed three of his own thralls by feeding on them. Yeah. And it made no odds. Yeah, it's... The thing is, you've got to... If you can take out one or two vampires, you're golden. Because... It's a big old if, isn't it? Yeah. And it's... it's Because that's not an easy thing to achieve. No, not at all. No. No. If, If you can do it, it's great. It puts them up against it. Because then when they start to snack on their own thralls... It's fantastic um, because exactly. they're effectively eating into their own numbers, literally. But in the ha- and yeah, and I was going to say, and and actually, it's weird. They 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 remind me a lot of lizards. Like, oh, how do I beat lizards? Well, if you kill all the skinks, they can't pick the ball up. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Or if you kill all the saurus, they can't they can't do anything because you've gotten rid of all their strength players. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's kind of the same thing where if you kill all their thralls, they can't do anything. Yeah. But if you kill all the fans, you've already won. Yeah, it's it's exactly that. And I think again, similar to with lizards, if with lizards, if you lose a Saurus, you are for an uphill battle. With vampires, mm. if you lose even one vampire, it's gonna be an uphill battle at that point. Because you Well except except that it doesn't matter so much that you're running out of thralls because you've got one less vampire. Yeah. Well, it it kinda depends which one you kill because you you do have the odd turn where you have you end up having to use two players to do hypnogaze because the first one fails. And then you're suddenly up I against mean, it because you're kind of, uh, mm, my players are a little bit out of position now. I can't quite do what I wanted. I do admit it requires a lot more thought from you because if, if some of your players are hypnogaze, you then think, Fuck, I can't do what I want to do because I need that player's tackle zone. But if I activate him now and I'm just activating him to use his tackle zone, I've effectively wasted mm-hmm. him. And it's really tricky to think your way around it. And I hate it. <laughs> it's like they're horrendous, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are just very, very, very good. Yeah. Which is not to take anything away from Itchen or anyone else who's using them because they're not an easy team to use, but they are very good and they are quite... Um... I think maybe part of the problem as well is that they are just different to everything else. There is True. no other team that's quite like them. Yeah, and I like that. I like that. And I think, as we, you know, we discussed in the podcast before, um, they are more interesting now. With the vampires getting yes. positions, they are 
at the very least more interesting. Um, and the fact that they do have a movement eight player is huge, absolutely massive. Oh, it's by far and away the best piece on on the board, and and that is where I I would agree that Itchin, Itchin was like I don't you know what I'm doing with these, and I'm like yeah agreed because he he I don't think he was using the uh the runners to their 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 biggest potential, and and I think he 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 agreed because mm. um, they are just they are just hands down the best piece on the entire team. Oh, they they are stars really the runners yeah for sure yeah because yeah okay they're a bit weaker. Um, but they are so damn good. Yeah, they they really are. Yeah. Um. So that also put you on two wins and a loss. Um, yeah. And I know for a fact that you you were playing uh, you were playing Bulldog, who was effectively um, battling me for the Stunty Cup. Um, he was your competition. Yeah. So we we played alongside each other. I was playing uh, Genghis Kong's um, Wood Elves. Lovely chap organises the bloodbath tournaments in Bath. Which That's is right. Fantastic. Um, also, good to see had a lovely classic third edition Wood Elf team. So, yeah, kudos for that. So you were happy anyway. I was happy with that. Yeah, and it's. I was like, you know, Santa's board. I was like, okay, so it's we we'd already sort of sussed out that I don't think anyone else was really in the running unless we both lost. Uh, because I think the best they have is kind of a one win. Uh, one of the other stunty players, so we're like, okay, should be fine. So we're like, you know, we it's probably whichever of us wins slash doesn't lose slash betters each other's results is what's so, going to go on. So I don't, I, Dan, I don't know your view on this, but I think that as an elf coach, um, Matt, I don't think your roster is as scary as his. No, not at all. Because he because he's rocking the he's rocking Morg the the he's rocking Morg yeah. so and and also not only Morg but he had a sneaky git uh, pump wagon yes he did yeah which is quite an aggressive build very aggressive yeah yeah um I did I had a chat with him before and I was like stump wagon's garbage I I just don't like it but I think uh I don't know if it was his first time with snotlings i think it might have been i think we did have a chat afterwards and he was like the pump wagon did not end up doing a lot because it's thing is strength five great it's really stupid not so great it's a secret weapon not so great and it's flimsy as fuck (laughs) he did have a bribe he did yeah absolutely yeah Um, but then you also need the bribe at that point i think yeah exactly that yeah um so I'll run through my game first. Um, so I say playing against uh, Genghis Kong. Um, he opted to kick to me. Um, Hack Flem got the ball. I caged up. Shocking. Yeah. Um, I caged up. He cage dived a couple of times. Um, it didn't quite work. Uh, he, I think he did. He strip balled me at one point but the ball bounced basically right back into my cage, slightly fortuitously, admittedly. Mm. Um, and then all of my team beat the shit out of his war dancer um, and <laughs> fouled him until he went off the pitch. Um, you mean the way that you should? Yeah. And then and then he just went, fine, column defence. Um, I chipped away at his team. I think he'd 
suffered three casualties and a KO by the end of the first half. Um, the ball was actually with one of my um, the fun hoppers, so the guys with pogo sticks. So I was like, mm, you know, could could just jump over your head, even with the defence he'd laid up. And then my sort of penultimate turn, I set things up. So I was like, look, I know you can't now get to my ball carrier. I've punched a hole through. You can back off. That's fine as well. Um, um, you can back off. That's fine as well. And then because he was slightly out of players, uh, effectively, I just went, oh, Hackflem's going to steal the ball off my guy and just run around the side and score without having to go for it or roll any dice. So one nil at half time. I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, ball was kicked pretty central. Um, he got the ball. He ran down the side. I threw lots and lots of snotlings in his path. It made precisely zero difference because he was just going pow, 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 pow. And I was like, I, how can I sidestep when you keep killing me? It's not, not fair. Um, was he also killing them when he knocked them down? Mostly, yeah. Or they, they, were, nah. they were leaving the pitch. A lot of KOs. Um, yeah, but that's... As, as we all know, they don't have to die, particularly in the second half. You, you just want that removal. The thing is, like he was players down, but he still had six or seven left. That's more than enough with Wood Elves. Um, in yeah, especially if he's still got the positionals. Exactly. Um, and in the end, he ran through and sort of stalled a bit. I chucked players at him in sort of just a. I'm just going to try and tag you, force you to roll dice. He rolled dice and scored. I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to have a one turn score attempt. That's not a problem. I had enough players to do it. I had Hackflem. I thought, okay, yeah, I've still got two re-rolls as well. This is fine. Then the ball rolled right across on the sideline on one side. So I was like, fuck, okay, that's now too far to hand off. I'm going to have to go for a pass. Got two re-rolls. It's fine. It's going to be a quick pass. So I worked out it was going to be three plus pickup, uh, three plus pass, four plus catch with Hackflem. And then two pushes, which with sidestep should have been pretty straightforward, to be honest. Um, and I rolled double one to pick the ball up. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. Well, my two rerolls mean nothing. Uh, so it was a one-all draw. But fortunately, because I was playing uh, next to Bulldog and you, I already knew how your result was going. So, Mike, take us, <laughs> take us through that and how utterly, utterly uh. badly Morgue failed. Well... The, the morgue thing we can end because he did precisely one casualty to me in the whole game with his entire team. Yeah. Morgue he did was what? crap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, morgue was, was terrible. Morgue was absolutely and utterly terrible. Mm. Uh, so he had one bribe, two pass bombers and that sneaky git, which was not pleasant. Now, I'm not a fan of a bomber, especially as an elf, because I one well-placed bomb can destroy him. your whole team. And I warned him that I wasn't a big fan. Um, so I kicked, uh, and it was you know, relatively deep. And for his bomb, he rolled snakes. I was like, this is good. This is good. It's down. I'm happy. Uh, I, I sort of went in, 
There's a cage. I threw a load of elves at it, and hand he rolled snakes again. Okay, this is great. And I managed to spill the ball, couldn't pick it up. Mm. He couldn't recover, and basically, it was very, very, very messy until about turn seven. Yeah. And, you know, it it was things like he did recover the ball, and he then stunned half my team on the same turn. Literally half my team. But I did manage to pop it free, and and eventually I did manage to, to score in turn eight. Okay, fine. Now that, basically that half was a game of Blood Bowl. He had a couple of snakes in bad places. I didn't, mm. but it was a game of Blood Bowl. Things happened. It could have gone both ways. Um, yeah. Then, then there was the second half. Uh, he appeared to only have ones on his dice. Right. I appeared to only be able to roll above a six. Eesh. Okay. Yeah. That's and useful. It, it, it just wasn't. It, it's not worth talking about. It really isn't. It was terrible. Uh, so for a man who had a huge, huge number of players to begin with, he was down to about seven or eight by the end of the game. He was against me. I did five casualties. I scored three touchdowns. It was just brutal. Yeesh. Mork was awful. Very, very hard. Mork was just so bad. It, it got to the point where I was like, Mork's not going to hurt me anyway, so I'm just going to tag him. He'll be fine. And yeah, it, it, yeah. It was it was just very 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 bad. I I, I felt for the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty brutal, isn't it? To be fair. And yeah, so we we got to the end. Uh, sorry, I had three wins, but honestly, that was not a game, not in the slightest. Yeah, that's never fun, is it? To be fair. No, and I did feel a bit sorry for him as well. So uh, he was saying that his first game was a complete bloodbath to him. His second game was a really interesting game. Yeah. And was actually a game. His third game was a complete bloodbath against him. And then he played me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, he, he's, his basic view was he only actually played one real game of Blood Bowl all day. Which, mm. I mean, I guess that kind of is a problem that you face when you play particularly, I mean, stunty teams generally, but particularly... Uh, Snotlings, right? Because they are so swingy. Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's where we finished up. Um, so I think it was just looking at the results actually. So it was uh, two vampires at the top of the table. So Hexbound's Vampires won, uh, with Itchen's Vampires second. Uh, both, I think, on 3 1 0. Uh, yeah. Looking at it. Um, and then it was Orkslan. You finished fifth, Mike. Um, yeah. Just just above Merrick, fortunately. With so. basically the strongest. I'm just going to flag. Basically, the strongest strength schedule for the day. Yeah. Mine was. It was. I I did not have an easy run because the thing is, Hobnail. I be, I may have beaten him, but he was only what one place below me in the end. Uh, two places. Yeah. Two places. Yeah. So he he came right up there. Yes, yeah, um, and also looking at that, so you were uh, joint second on most casualties. Um, yeah, only, uh, with Wood Elves. With, with Wood Elves. With Wood Elves. Uh, so you were joint with Loki's Orcs and behind only Smurf's Halflings. Perhaps I think we should take a moment to grumble about the fact that Loki was trying to win his own tournament. And he very nearly succeeded. He, he merely came third in his own tournament in the end. <laughs> so... Yes, um, I finished 
just above Bulldog by a single point. Uh, so did claim the Stunty Cup, which was awesome. So another one on the list for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was an interesting field. I think there was a Goblin and a Halfling team, both just a couple of points below us. Um, yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, and I think, um, my right thinking, Wayne took Lizards, didn't he? Now, as I think. He did, yeah. Um, his his lizards were, I forget the exact detail, but from memory, there are only two with block. That's uh, not optimal choice. I, I think that's probably the right way to describe that. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, but yeah, Bubba, it was a great tournament. Uh, nice little venue. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, enjoyed it quite a lot. So... The other thing that's worth saying about Bubba yes. is that it was the first event in the newly resurrected Southwest Tournament Series. So uh, for those who are not aware, the, the uh, Tournament Series is something which is sort of run in affiliation with the NAF. They actually provide some little prize support as well. So we will have some pins to give out at some point. Mm-hmm. And it is a selection of tournaments across the nominally Southwest you, Dan, you, Dan has some issues you, with that you definition. You can hear him sniggering in the background, can't you? Well, yeah. to, so just to give an idea, the, the South East includes such places as Oxford and Portsmouth. So the South West is also slightly stretched, as you, as you might imagine. Um, so it, it, this came from a, me having a conversation with a variety of people um, because I... Because I'm in the Southwest, I talk to a fair number of people. And like, yeah, maybe maybe we need to structure these a bit because there were a lot of people wanting to try and have events in May. Yeah. So we now have a very a pretty stretched out uh, tournament calendar actually, which is lovely. So Bristol is is the first. Uh, we have the next is the School of Hard Blocks, which is in Dorset near Wareham, and immediately, or not sorry, not immediately after that. Sorry, about a month after that, we then have Global. And uh, on April the 4th, that's April the 8th, and on April the 14th in Yeovil in Somerset, we will have Cake or Death. We then have other events going down to, basically going from Devon in Paynton, uh, up to Chippenham. We've got some in Taunton and Exeter, one in Cheltenham. They're they're all over the place, and uh, you can find them on either on uh, Talk Fantasy Football or the NAF forums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you can go to SWTS nasgob.co.uk and you will find a little website which will tell you all of the participating events and also the current standings. Is that because you're you're running the southwest? Who's running the southeast then? The south we the southeast is Stubacker. I am the person who successfully Didn't volunteered to run enough. this one. Well, I kind of knew what yeah. I was doing when yeah, I yeah, when I yeah. signed up for this, but it's it's yeah. fine. It's 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 a website and very limited work, and I've already said. I'm not doing anything with social media. That is not my job. That's fair. Cool. Yeah. Um, are there so, are there other ones around? I mean, is there a Midlands one? Is there a northeast, northwest? So Scotland? I am aware of one in Wales, mm-hmm. and I'm aware of the southeast. I could not tell you if there are others within the United Kingdom, but I'm sure there are. Uh, every much like a, a tournament, every tournament series will have its own scoring structure, although there is a recommended one, and basically it goes. If you win games, you'll get more points. If you if you attend bigger, larger events, you'll get more points. 
Uh, and it's it's all to do with your your position within that. So uh, Hex Baron currently sits on top with twenty points, as you would expect, with Itchen and Loki coming second and third because they came second and third at the event. Yep. It's also worth saying that in our stunty Southwest Tournament series, Nightwing is currently winning. Ooh. Congratulations, mate! Well done. I've got to make got to make sure um, I make it to enough tournaments to uh, qualify for. Well, so yeah. So that that's actually the big one. So. When we say enough, it, the the way it works is we take your best score from three events. Yeah. So if you were ten ten, you only still only score three. Feel this free is, to attend ten. This That's is wonderful. How, so when I when I when I moved back to the UK and got involved in this, this is very much how it was. You know, you hey, let's go to five and just take your best three, and that that's a, that's a brilliant system. It really is. It it means that we've got so we've got a lot of guys down in Devon, who are never going to drive out, certainly beyond Bristol. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But if they can get to maybe Paynton, there's one in Exeter, one in Tiverton, one up in Taunton. If they can get to three of those, and they're sort of spaced out around the year as well, then they're in with a shout of winning the whole thing, even if they can't attend all of the ones up at the other end of the country, cool. which is which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think... So, I... keep your eye out for that. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be a few announcements coming. Yeah, I've, I was going to say, I've got my, got my eye on a few of those to go to already. So, unsurprisingly. Excellent. Yeah, it should be good fun. Uh, anything else for us to cover in the world of Blood Bowl tonight? I think that's everything from me, everything we had on our list anyway. Uh, certainly me. I, I want to apologise for technical issues for me. We've not been contributing this much tonight. My uh, interwebs has been a bit patchy. Could you send more buckets of internet over, please? Oh, we we were used to that with Hung Donkey Men, so yeah, it's not an issue in that respect. So. I say, no one's ever going to be as bad as Hung Donkey Men's internet. Even mine isn't that ropey. No. no, this is true. Excellent. Okay, hmm. if that's the case, I think we're done then. So, we as always, we have been anything but one. What could go wrong? Nailed it.